some of the players are moving a bit, you know, but I am into it. Uh, <laughs> that sound effect for me one more time, please? I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> How you doing, everybody? Welcome to Righty's House on Ringer FC. Hope everybody's doing well in these times. What are we going to do? We're going to chat about Christmas because we have to. I love Christmas. When I was young, I didn't love it so much. I love it now. And so we're going to chat about Christmas and presents. What presents would you give to a current Premier League manager? Yeah, I like that one. And we're going to touch on Arsenal because we have to. You know, and it's not going to be doom and gloom. We're just going to touch on them because it's my team and I love them forever. Premier League team of the season. I'm looking forward to that. You know, we're going to talk about Alex Morgan and WSL. Watching WSL this weekend. Saw some awesome goals. Okay, so we're going to talk about that. Uh, and my guest on today's show, Jeanette Quashe and Mr. Carl Anker from The Athletic. This episode is brought to you by the Volvo XC90 Recharge Plug-In Hybrid. The Volvo XC90 Recharge Plug-In Hybrid is designed for the ultimate safety test, climate change. Because when driving in pure mode, you're driving electric. For everyone's safety. Visit volvocars.com slash US. This episode is brought to you by Nutro Natural Choice Dog Food. Everything dogs do, they give their 100%. Feed them food to help them keep giving it their all with Nutro Natural Choice Dog Food. Nutro. Feed clean. Learn more at Nutro.com. Made with non-GMO ingredients. Trace amounts may be present due to potential cross-contact during manufacturing. Joining me today in the house is Jeanette Kwashi and Mr. Carl Ank from The Athletic. How are you doing, guys and girls? I'm all right. Are we cool? This is the first time I'm with Carl. Seriously? Yeah, Carl. Like, He's something, man. He's- do you know, can I just say how I met Carl? Well, obviously, I've been following him for ages. And then there was this one time we were outside the BBC in a coffee shop. Do you remember this, Carl? Yes. You were sitting down having your coffee. And I thought, oh, my God, that's Carl Anker from the, the internet. So I went up to him and I tapped him on the shoulder. I said, you know what? I'm a big fan of your work. I follow you on Twitter like an absolute fangirl. This man's just trying to enjoy his coffee, you know. And here we are, Carl. Look, together on the podcast. It's great. I had a great moment this weekend where my friend was watching The Boxer on Channel 5. Uh, and I was like, oh my God, I know her. I know her. She's amazing. <laughs> it's nice. You know what's cool about that, Jeanette, is that you, you, you went over. Yeah. You went over. It's, and that's the thing, what, you, you know, what, what would have been, why wouldn't you go over? That's you know, when you see Carl as well. Carl yeah. reminds me of, and it's not, a, it's, not a, it's not a negative thing, but I remember when I met Carl the first time, was at Southampton, Carl. I was with Roy Keane and, and uh, Matt Natalia and all that. So I was with there. And I remember Roscoe said, yeah, Carl's going to come and meet you. And then Carl came in and he just reminded me of a cool character out of those American films when I was younger, the black exploitation films. Like, hey, <laughs> how you doing? That's the only thing that was missing from these coolness was, hey, how you doing? You are You're mad okay? chill, though. You're proper, proper Man, chill. Man, so chilled. You're chill. With a smile. Oh, thank you. With a smile. <laughs> what, what's, happening, what's happening for Christmas, Jeanette Quashe, Carl? I'm, <sighs> what's 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 how are you gonna do it? Because like oh god. It's all very tearful, in it? Do you like that guy? It's very tearful. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you know something? The thing with me is that now 
I'm at a different place at Christmas. When I was younger, I hated Christmas and birthdays. Mm-hmm. Because firstly, my, my, my younger sister got everything off the television, all the dollies, anything that was on the telly at the time, my sister got it. And me and my brother got a jumper or pajamas. So you just stay. So Christmas wasn't a good thing for me watching my sister open all her cool presents. Um, and as the years went by, it got worse and worse for me. But now, like the last like 10, 14, like the last 10, 12, 14 years of being with my missus, Christmas is the greatest thing in the world. I've gone back to the child, like, cannot wait for things to happen. Wow. My daughters are helping me. They, they've taught me how to help rap Amazing. because I've literally just kind of scrunched it all together, put sellotape on, and it was kind <laughs> of like man rap. Man, right. That's the worst. Listen, now the shops are closed. Okay. My husband is, the, he's the killer two days before Christmas guy. And now it's just bare panic. He doesn't even have an Amazon account. So I don't know what he's going to do or wow. where he's going to get things from. But mm. I'm just looking at him like, wow. Okay. It's on you, my guy. You've got to work it out because we've got two young kids. This has <laughs> to be a decent Christmas considering the year we've had. So yeah. I'm going to just probably do it at home, stick to all the rules yeah. Yeah. and stuff like that. And just, I, I think we just all have to kind of, just work together on this one in it just to kind of get it done and then hopefully for next year we can just kind of get back into some mm. normality but yeah it's a lot man it's Carlo, i heard that you're what's it called bro you, yeah you, you can't move i'm solo dolo so solo dolo man i'm oh, gonna man. probably i'll probably spend lunchtime i'll go like do a little socially distanced hand wave and a mulled wine with one of my friends right and then in the evening uh i think some of my friends uh, we'll come and like drop off a very nice uh, Christmas meal, and I'll just sort of sit at home, enjoy. What some, happened, Carl? Uh, what, why, nice you, why are you alone? What's happened? I I, I, just, I live alone. I, I I'm just and you can't move. Obviously, I'm married to the XG. <laughs> XG. <laughs> I'm married to the XG. XG you know? Oh my gosh! Oh, no. Do you like to buy or do you like to receive? I I like to actually buy. I like because I, I think yeah. it, you, really? I like to buy. I'm not really fussed about getting stuff. I went through a whole phase of my life where I got hardly anything. Then all of a sudden I went through a phase of my life where people say, oh, I didn't know what to get you. I didn't know, you know what I mean? And then you end up saying to people, well, just don't worry about it, man. Just mm-hmm. don't, you know, don't worry about it. But I like giving because it reminds me of what I would have wanted when I was younger and seeing the excitement yeah. and, and the, the, the happiness it brings. It literally, you can't, you, you okay. cannot buy that feeling, bro. Okay, that's what oh, I love I'm terrible. I, okay. I will buy someone a Christmas gift, give it to them on like the 24th of December and go open it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you want to see their reaction? I want to see their face. <laughs> no, 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 I say this Christmas, like, no, open it now. I need to see it. I need to see, <laughs> open it now. I need to see <laughs> your face. I need, like, are you happy? Come on. Oh, I don't mind. I'm, I'm, I'm actually okay. I don't mind. I, to be, if I had to pick, I'd probably say I like receiving gifts. Who doesn't like receiving <laughs> a gift? I mean, I'm not, I'm not be ashamed of it. And I mean, I like receiving gifts if they're big and, you know, bright and fancy, even more so, you know, like Christmas is coming. Like, and you know what my wife does? My wife, I couldn't understand it. When my girls came along, my wife's family, they like they open a presents at like two and three o'clock or four. I said, "What are you not doing? Yeah. You got to do it first thing in the morning. That. We do that. No, yeah, it's man. It's really? Like, yeah, you it's just like, it's crazy. Bit, you know what I mean? Get excitement going, and then you can open it like, after dinner yeah. or just before. Oh, you know, I used to be the kid. I wake up at six o'clock in the morning. My mom's like, "Go back to bed. Not yet. Go back to bed. Not yet. I wouldn't be able to open until like nine a.m. And then obviously, you know, I always love my toys, my action figures, my Hot Wheels. So there'd always be like at least one gift that would open and there'd be no batteries because there was no batteries included. Oh. Worst. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you have to walk just, just that. 
<laughs> if you had to give a gift, yeah, to a Premier League manager, any Premier League manager, who would it be and what would it be, Carl? Um, at the minute, like right now. Um, let me see, Ralph, Ralph Hasenhutl. Really? <laughs> He's one, my and, boy. You know, Carlo. You know, Carlo Ancelotti. I know, Ralph. I probably you couldn't give. You couldn't give Ralph a, a, um, a, a Baker Boy hat because you think his head's quite round and you have to give, I'd give him a, a polar neck. I'd give him a polar neck, but I'd give Carlo Ancelotti a pair of church's shoes. Ooh. Really? Yeah. Good. Okay. Yeah. Good choice. Okay. Yeah. Good choice. I think he'd appreciate those. Shoes. Okay. What are you thinking, Carl? Carlo really likes red wine and yes. there's that really nice story about how when Manchester United were playing AC Milan a lot, Alex Ferguson used to give Carlo wine from the wine collection. Mm. And Carlo was all like, oh, yeah, yeah, thanks, you know. Because apparently Sir Alex's taste in wine Not wasn't quite up there. the same level as Carlo's, which I always find really, really funny. Mm. So I think I'd maybe, I'd give Carlo like a really nice book, something like uh, 2666, like something about like, you know, Romantic mysticism, you know, right. nice long ranging fiction book because I can imagine him enjoying that on his day off. Or maybe I give him some cigars because I know he likes some cigarettes. That is very deep. Um, <laughs> I would be, I'd be really that. mean and give uh, Mr. Mourinho uh, how to friend, win friends and influence people because I know he'd find that funny. <laughs> I give him that copy. There you go. And he's like, how to win friends and, and Carl, you cheeky boy. <laughs> Who would be hard to buy for? Who would be hard to buy for? I, I don't think, think Jurgen Klopp would be hard to buy for. I think he'd be appreciate anything, wouldn't he? Yeah. I yeah. think yeah. he would. I think Pep, I think Pep would be hard oh, to buy for. Oh God, could you imagine? What would Pop? you buy Pep? Like, Pep's I was thinking people. about it saying, I literally can't think, like, what would you buy Pep? What would you buy I, him? I just give him a moleskin. Like, he just strikes me, he just, he strikes me as one of those lads who's just always taking notes. So I'm like, there you are. I'd buy him something like Mousetrap. So he has to, <laughs> <laughs> you give him something like, something he has to build and work and, yes. and do something. So that, that's a mad of, like marble run where he has yes. to sit down. Yeah, I hear yeah. that. It's or true. Where he has to do, you know, or to give him that, them things where you have to push them down and it makes an unbelievable thing when they all fall down the domino. <laughs> yep. Give him something like that. It's true. It's true. Cause these guys are complex, you know, they're complex. Deep. They're Deep. Very deep. Did you give? Did you used to give gifts to your managers at Christmas Eve? No, what? no, um, no. To be honest, uh, it was not even you know the thing with, that, you know? not, not, no, no. It, it was, and it's strange because, like, even like people talk about Secret Santa and everything. It was, I think, because Christmas. You know, you you went to training, and Christmas was very. It was just a. It literally is another day. We we're always training on Christmas Day. Or we are traveling on traveling on it. Mm-hmm. You might get evenings or something when you might get a few people in each in the rooms, um, and then you might have a little chat. But there was no kind of like um, secret santary kind of like here is a gift, da, 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 stuff like that. There wasn't that. The only thing that we done was because the apprentices at the time weren't earning a lot of money. Mm. So the way they used to earn their money, because remember it was a time where they cleaned boots. And it's funny because my guy, who, especially at Palace, I had was a guy called Jamie Morelli who went on to, he's gone on to manage Rio. He's Rio's manager now. And I remember I used to always give them good money, but at Arsenal, they used to have to sing in front of the whole of the, the squad and the team, the managers, everybody come out, the, the cook, the dinner ladies, everybody comes out. And then I was the one who used to have the freezing cold bucket of water where they used to have to stand on and sing a song. <laughs> sing a song so they've had all year to do it and so then you say right first up such and such and then bam they come up and then they'll sing a song 
whether it's like, you know, and, and the, the most stupid song can, can get it. Like, you know, I remember one of the guys sang, shut up on your face. It literally <laughs> it brought the house down. It brought the house down. He went up there and they said, right, what are you going to sing? He said, I just want to surprise everyone. And then if you, everyone went, boo, tell us what you're going to sing. He says, it, it, I really, it, it's just, you know, it kind of spoils. It was, and everyone's booing and hissing. And, 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 and then I said, okay, leave him, leave him, leave him. And then he started, he just went like this. What's the matter? And he sounded exactly <laughs> like the guy. Everybody. It was like someone just scored. It was like someone just scored an important goal. <laughs> What's the matter, you? Why are you looking so sad? Everybody went crazy. It was brilliant. And it was like one of those where he, so in the end, so he gets the thumbs up. And then if somebody gets the thumbs down, then you have to f- throw freezing cold water on them. Oh my gosh. But other than that, you know, it was the, the sad thing about when you're a footballer at, at Christmas was it just, it was another day. Once you got there, mm. it's just another training day, which I always found pretty sad, you know, because you're leaving your family as it is. And then you're going there and then it's just, it's just business as usual. I don't know what it's like for you, Jeanette, if you've had to, had to be in that situation or, you know, yeah. we're going to find out now. Having to explain to my mum last year about Christmas and Christmas Day and the football calendar, because mm. my mum's not really a football person. So she was very much like, oh, you know, well, at least you'll get Christmas off. I'm going, not really. No, it doesn't work like that. You know, it's, it's the most busy time of the year. She was, and she was very confused. I went, well, you know, the team has to play on Boxing Day and they have to play again 28th. And then again on New Year's Day, and then like a week, you know, a couple of days afterwards, it's FA Cup. Yeah. Um, you know, the fi- the fixture list is on the roundabout Christmas is always done roundabout location. So, you know, teams in London will try and play teams around London or in the South, and teams in the North will try and play teams in, in the North. I remember I was on video call with my mom, and she just started going, I'm going to pray right now to make sure Southampton <laughs> get a London team so, so that way you can come home for Christmas. Right. And Southampton played. Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. So it was wow. beautiful. It so was. that was beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, at the time, you know, and at the time, this is when you could still have food in the, you know, in the press box or whatever. And Chelsea have the best food in the Premier League. Do they? Do you think oh, so? It was I've been in their food there, Jeanette. It is pretty Do you cool. think so? Oh, yeah. Chelsea's was, it was Chelsea's. Arsenal's was really good. I think Arsenal's got the best good. food. No, no, no. Chelsea's, Jeanette. I've been to Chelsea's press room. It's pretty. Really? Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. But. I was going to say, Jeanette, did you ever have to do that in respects of Christmas where? Nah, we train, we could train, train like, yeah. train Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. uh, Christmas Day off, and then train Boxing Day. So we did What could you Christmas do on Day Christmas off. Day though? Could you, could you do everything? Uh, like, see, this you, is what I'm you saying. You want People to, are, like, you want to go crazy, you want to eat and you want to have a drink, but because you know you've got that Boxing Day session, which is going, probably going to be nasty, you don't go too hard on Christmas yeah. Day. In fact, like some of the guys in London, what they used to do on Boxing Day, they used to be a big Boxing Day 5K run. So they'd eat as much as they wanted to on Christmas Day and then go for this big old 5K Boxing Day run. But then like Daley Thompson and them, they'd always tell you that they always trained on Christmas Day because they thought, oh yeah, my competitors aren't training um, Uh, on Christmas Day. So psychologically, they thought, okay, if I'm training Christmas Day, then I've got one up. That's like a Mike Tyson thing. I'm I'm going to train at four in the morning because he knows the rest of them. I don't know how healthy that is, but... (laughs) Not for me. It, in a, it was a time as well where you saw certain men. When I was at Palace, I saw it. When I was at Arsenal, I definitely saw it. People got suspended around that time on purpose. Is it? I don't yes, blame them. Yeah, I, I can imagine, actually. I've joked about this. No, no, no. I, I can't believe yeah, it. You see it because, like, people used to joke about it all the time. But you'd see it. If you look down, I ain't going to throw out names out there, but 
just check Arsenal's and see the players who are available around Christmas time on a regular <laughs> basis. You just check Arsenal's man and see the certain man that was, was was like, you know, coincidentally not playing in and around Christmas. <laughs> That's what they did. That's what they did. You know, I was thinking about um, Mikel just quickly. I'd probably get him a kind of like a, a spa treatment for Christmas. So, you know, we're relaxing and let somebody give him a head massage. Uh, he doesn't like. It doesn't look like he needs it though. Not what like. Are you about? Man, not because he's stressed, tense, man. Not because he's stressed, but like he always looks really well groomed. So yeah. like I wouldn't ever think that it he needs that action kind man of like. Head. Yeah, action man. Action the hairline, head, the hairline is strong. The hairline is very, strong. very strong. He's had a long year, you know. He's had a long year. He I do have to think, uh, and it's weird to say this, but he did get COVID, and him getting COVID did saved probably, everything. Saved everything. Save a lot of people. And like protect a lot of people. So I'm always like, you know what? I'll tell you. I remember now. Yeah, got it so early. Yeah, yeah. I remember, getting, I remember getting the train. I was getting the train to head to Norwich because Southampton were going to play Norwich that Saturday, and then that morning on the Friday, on the Friday morning, it was very much you know the day before Arteta had got coronavirus, mm. and then the day afterwards they went, we're not going to do the league, and it's. He's had a, a hard year, right? Yeah. He's had a year that started in a very strange place, gets the FA Cup, gets the Community Shield, and now, unfortunately, right people now. are making comments about his appreciation of mathematics. Yeah, can I just say, though, like, I, I woke up this morning, you know, you get your notifications, all the, mm-hmm. you know, things you subscribe to, and everything is being Arsenal-led, like, at the moment, like, everything. Yeah, because, like, we're, yeah, because we're a big team and we're in a, we're in a, we're in a grinder. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like... I, I don't know. I feel some type of way about it. Like this whole thing about, oh, Arsenal are planning for relegation. I'm like, it's literally Christmas. Like, that, yeah, I, that, I, that. I, don't, I don't like that. Like, I'm like, what are you not talking about? That has never, ever happened. But then when you sit down and think about it, you're like, what if it actually does happen? And I don't like the way that they're trying to make me think. That's what I don't like. Like, why are you making me think like this? I wasn't thinking like this before I read that. So why now? I don't, don't like you put it. put that evil on me. No, exactly. You know? no, what, 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 what would you do if you got... So let's say Christmas Day, they're all mm-hmm. coming, they all do their training and they mm-hmm. all finish their training and they all come and uh, we're going to have a special like clear the air, like talk. Mm-hmm. And then they all walk in a room, socially distanced, and it's you and you have to give like a pep talk for Arsenal Ooh. the rest of the season. What would you say? Ian. Right now? Yeah. yeah. What what, you, you know what? I'd, I'd probably say, um, listen, I know right now, it's funny because I was, <laughs> it's really weird you asked it because like, I, w- I was in the car thinking, what would you say to the players right now? What I'd probably say to them is, I don't think about it too much. I'd literally start talking and I'd say, you know something? I'm looking at where we are. We're better than that. But you've looked down the years and even I'd go back to as far as the best team I've ever known to go down at a time when they were, they had really good players. Roy Keane, Stuart Pearce, you know what I mean? Nigel Clough, you know, was, was not in the forest. And the, the old adage of like, you're, you're not, not too good to, to go down. You can't not think of that. But what I would say to them is, this team is better on paper than at least 14 of these teams easily. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it's got to come down to an application and an attitude kind of like scenario for me. It's got to come down to that. You've got to, you've got to try and get that, give them that any given Sunday speech where you say, you have to go with the small margins to go to the next step. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of players in that dressing room I've probably never, ever been anywhere near this kind of like, what's going on here? I know that, um, what's it, I got it, I got it here, the, a Bamiyang in, he's, 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 um, with um, Klopp, they had a real yep. uh, tussle 
um, with, with, with relegation. Rob Holdings had his time at, um, at Bolton. Um, Mustafi, Valencia. Um, I remember they were, they were down there for a while. And then Callum Chambers on his loan spells, Middlesbrough and, uh, and Fulham when they were relegated. But there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of negativity and relegation in that dressing room. So what I would say to them is you, you have to now play without the fear. You have to try and take them back to, you have to take them to the place of when you played football when you was younger. Mm-hmm. You have to take them into a place where you played without fear, Jeanette, yeah, where you're not that. worried about um, what's going to happen. If this, You're just playing because yeah. if, if they don't find that, you know, playing, I'm going to try and pass it through there, even though it might get cut out. They might, if they don't find that and something that's different to what they're doing now, they're going to get deeper. And this is a massive test for that squad now because it's going to get deeper because, like I said, I don't want to continue talking about what's going on upstairs and da 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 What you want to talk about is the mentality of the players now because that's what's going to get them out of it. So you want to try and speak to them in a way that makes them touch the core of themselves and what they're about in respect of trying to not get out of a situation, but just mm-hmm. be true to what they are in respect of how good they are, Jeanette. It's fundamentals, oh. isn't it? Like, yeah. it's the, it's the, and I hear that so when you say, like, just go back to your inner kid, like, because mm. when you used to step on the pitch when you were a child, the fear of losing in your body was, mm. you know, it was top. But mm. now as you get older and there's so many more things that come into play and so many more things at stake, they they sometimes start to take over, but you mm. literally have to step on that pitch and say, "All right, if we 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 cannot lose today, that that has to be the mentality. You cannot yeah. think about getting a draw or keeping a clean sheet. Like you just got to think, right? We cannot lose without three points today. Do you know what I mean? So I genuinely feel like, off the back of the weekend, you're looking at something like that and you're thinking, "Wow, like where where are the club going? Like what does that look like? How do they come off that slippery slope?" And Ian, you speak about all those players that have been through the mire at different clubs and trying to get out of those relegation battles. But how many of them can you draw on for an experience? Like who, out yep. of that list you just said, Ian, like who are you looking at and saying, right, probably, this is the guy, this is the want, guy that is going to be able to help. You know? Well, you probably have, you look at, like I say, like Oba's had, he's been there in the specs of being down there and under pressure from a team that's not meant to be down there. Yeah. Um, you look at the rest, you look at, like I say, Mustafi at Valencia, but, Mustafi's not somebody that you look at and say, we're going we're gonna to bank on Mustafi with all due respect to him. You look at Oba, who's the captain, you have to spell, yeah. He has to score goals because I've never been in this situation where if you don't score them, you, you're getting dragged cl- cl- closer to the mire. You're getting in, dragged in. And I think to myself, I don't even know how I would react to trying to score goals where if you miss this, it means that you're getting further into the mire. You know what I mean? When I was scoring, like we never went down at Palace. All the time you're scoring goals, it was just to, to, to elevate and to, to go forward. It was never, if I, God, you, can you imagine as a forward, you're going out and you're thinking, I have to take this chance. If I don't take this chance, everybody's expecting me to. And I'm not getting many. And mm-hmm. I'm not getting many. You look at Aubameyang, that's why his finish against Southampton was so brilliant, is, you know, I have to take it. I've, I don't, even thinking about it now, that makes me nervous. Go, that would make me nervous going into a game. Yeah. You know, being at Arsenal now, having to, to take chances that are not being made and you know you might get a half chance, makes me nervous. And this is why you look at it and you think to yourself, they have to go to a place where they're not thinking about the ramifications of what might happen if they lose. They They've lose. simply yeah. got to. Tony Adams used to say, the last thing he'd say, 
before he went out because we don't, it'd bang on the wall and like everybody would be doing, yeah, come on, listen. And it's saying, effing shut up. Effing shut up. Just do your job. Mm. Do your job. Can't you and- man just assemble like Avengers and just go in? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just thinking like, you, you got me gassed now. I'm thinking like, yeah, you man just going to go in and say, this is what we have to do. You know the thing is? is that, yeah, but the thing is, Carl, Carl and Jeanette, is that I watched Burnley last night mm-hmm. um, against Wolves and I thought to myself, that is a team that knows what it's like to be in and around it. Did you see how they played those last 10, 15 minutes? Amazing. Amazing. You look at, you know what I forgot to mention as well? Cedric Suarez. He like played in that Southampton side where they were struggling. I watched Cedric Suarez for half a season. Yes. Is he going to, is he going to, is he, can he lead us out, Carl, please? I've had a lot of Arsenal fans ask me questions about Cedric Suarez Mm. and I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this. I was was gobsmacked when he signed for Arsenal. This is how gobsmacked I was. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a proper smack. That's a gob smack. Oh my days. I've seen him play some very good games for Southampton where you think, wow, you know what I mean? Going back, going forward, good pace, you know, good footballer. But like He won the Euros. Yes. Portugal, yeah. Won the Euros, played for Inter. He's he's a football player in a lot of ways. And what you're describing, Ian, about how pressure is different, mm-hmm. where it goes from being pressure to, I've got to score this goal so we're still in the tight race, to mm. I've got to score this goal so we avoid relegation, because it requires just like a different kind of energy, right? Different there's, mindset. Yeah. Different mindset. Because when you're trying to win games so you want to win trophies, you are, you're still being kind of creative, right? Your brain is still going, if plan A doesn't work, I'm going to do plan B. I'm going to try and do plan C. I'm trying to do this. Whereas... I mean, I've only really played amateur sport, whatever, but I've been in relegation battles at that sort of level. And my, when, when you're in a relegation battle, it's not about being creative or trying to score goals. It's just doing the dirty stuff first. Your priorities mm-hmm. flip. It's not about trying to break down the fences or trying to be clever. Mm-hmm. It's all about just do the nasty stuff. You've just got to win. Yeah, you've just got to go, got to, got to, go to a dark place. You've just because got to win. Like I said, you have to look at, at the Burnleys. Mm-hmm. Remember, Arsenal as a whole football club, they don't know what this is like, really. Nah. You know what I mean? On the outside looking. This is why, you know, Mikel, I've got a lot of faith in Mikel and his coaching. And like I say, you know, if he's able to then get the kind of players that he wants to implement what he wants to do, then I believe we'll see something good. And if we don't, then I'll have to say, you know what? Hands up. He wasn't the guy I thought he was going to be. But at the moment, with the way he is and his intensity, you'd like to think, and with the, the amount of like, plaudits he got from the Manchester City players mm-hmm. you like to think that he knows what he's doing mm-hmm. but at the moment maybe he hasn't got all the tools he hasn't got the pieces to do what he wants to do so I'm going to stick with my um my 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 sentiment about you know I believe that he is he is the one there's no way if we're going to talk about somebody who knows exactly what needs to happen at Arsenal cultural wise and playing and what it means he guy. is the main one he's out the of the whole of those people so you have to have faith it's the, the faith needs to be then instilled into the players. They have to understand what's going on. We can't, what, what I would say to every one of those players is do not get yourself involved in social media in this time. Yeah. You do not need that. And right they don't now. really need to come on and give any, any explanations. I feel you're like... You're seeing it, Jeanette. You're seeing it all the time. Yeah, you're I not, just don't need to. Don't you don't do need it. like, just play. 
just play and play yeah. well. Because I think what the, the issue is as well, like whenever you're a team that is, you know, in that kind of situation, right at the bottom of the table, you can't, you know, you can't buy winning Tesco's. It's like all the other teams start looking at you and like, this team is washed. They're so ready. They're, they're going they in. They're going in and the confidence is sky high. Look at what they did. Ever- Everton did to us at the weekend. It's just like, okay, all right, cool. And it's, it's that kind of energy and they're already in good form. So it's that mm-hmm. kind of energy they're coming into and they're thinking, right, they don't respect. And it's that lack of respect that Arsenal have to understand is coming their way and just show people why you have to be respected. And it's like, that's why I'm like, who can G them up? Like who can give them the vim? To say, right, when we go back to the next game, we're going to make this happen. Because I just get so frustrated when I see people like underperforming. And- at some stage, you know, someone's got to have the any given Sunday speech. But, oh. them, we're going into we're going into that vicinity. We need watch the film, guys. Watch the any given Sunday. Even present to the Arsenal team. Yeah. The any given Sunday speech, Al Pacino in the dressing room, and Al important that inch is what are you thinking at 18 19 years old like who who who's the guy who's your leader in saying don't watch this this is fine we're going to be good you're hoping it's david louise isn't you david louise is a good guy in a dressing room by all counts the way people talk about him in chelsea you only need to look up every time didier Drogba sees louise where he's like that's my boy Uh, and like louise has always been really good with well i'm slightly like his press work his media work his charity work that guy is really, really good and sociable. And he takes like being the older brother really seriously is my understanding of Luis. So like, David Luis is, David Luis is one of the better people to be looking after an 18 year old like Saka. And I imagine David Luis is telling him all sorts of stories. You got to remember David Luis won a Champions League final with like half a hamstring. <laughs> Even though he's got silly hair, he, he he's, he's a like proper professional. <laughs> Lovely hair. He's got great hair. It's, it's that weird thing of, it's that weird thing of, there was a point in time, I'd say around like two or three years ago, where you, I'm married to XG. So if I got one of those big old charts up and I took the name off and I go, that's Jerome Boateng. You go, oh, that's really nice. And I went, actually, it's David Luiz. You'd be, you'd be very surprised because they were really similar, but the difference was hair. <laughs> Cow. This episode is brought to you by Nutro Natural Choice Dog Food. Tail wags that could clear a coffee table. Getting a whiff of a new friend's behind. Chasing squirrels, even in their sleep. Everything dogs do, they do with everything they have. Nutro Clean Recipes gives them the energy they need to keep living their best life with recipes that help them give it their all. Made with non-GMO ingredients, except the trace amounts that may come in contact during manufacturing, Nutro Natural Choice makes it easy to feed your dog well. With no artificial flavors or preservatives and recipes that would make any dog drool, you'll both be doing a happy dance when you fill up their bowl. Nutro. Feed clean. Learn more at Nutro.com. Trace amounts may be present due to potential cross-contact during manufacturing. August the 17th, 1994, France v the Czech Republic, the 63rd minute. A player warms up on the touchline, long limbs, full head of hair, 14 on his back. His name is Zinedine Yazid Zidane. He's been waiting for this a long time. Giant, Zizou's France debut, exclusively on Spotify. Spotify. 
in respect to the team of the season so far, I've kind of got a team what I'm kind of happy with. Oh, here I we feel go. Like, yeah, man. I feel like I've got a team that, <laughs> you know, there's certain, you, I wonder if I should mention the people that kind of not in and around it, or should we mention it? Have you got teams? You've got a team. Jeanette, ladies first. Let me actually you want to go first. Yeah, well, yes, yeah, so if anything, I could steal and lie and say that <laughs> I had that person in and steal from your team. I was gonna say it has to be Aston Villa, only because of how they started. Like right. I loved how they started. Okay, the heat's kind of come up a little bit and some of the players are moving a bit, you know, but I am into <laughs> <laughs> that sound effect for me one more time, please. I love that. Fantastic. Some of the players are moving, yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm I'm into them. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like what they did at the start of the season, we all came back, you know, into this new Premier League. It was it was it was really nice to see, and it was good football considering what they had to go through for the restart and all the whole kind of just making sure they didn't get relegated. I I'm into it. So shout I, out to Aston Villa. I think definitely. Aston Villa are the only team in the Premier League. Every single game they've had this season, they've had at least ten shots. Wow. Wow. See, Them and attack. <laughs> See, and, and, that, and this is the thing. Like, when you look at a team like that, and you were speaking about that, like, Ian earlier, like, there's no fear. They're just yeah, coming they're, out and they're just playing. That's Jack Grealish, you know. That, yeah, Jack Grealish. Jack Grealish's attitude towards playing football is, is exactly how you should, you should do it. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. A bit, yes, he's a bit. <laughs> but the, <laughs> we know that my man's a bit. Yeah, but you can't play football. Like Jack Grealish plays and not be off the field and be a bit, you know, not moving out. You know what I mean? You know, the thing is, is that I've never heard somebody describe people's like, people's kind of behaviour as, you know, even though some of the man them are a bit, you know. So then what we do, so you see with, like I was saying, like, like Southampton and Villa, of course, as teams, but you know, I've, individuals to put in a team because I picked a team that, you know, and, and the thing about picking a team is that of course there's going to be people are going to, there's going to be people are omitted from it. But the thing with the team is, is that up to this point for me, do you want to hear my team? Yeah. This is my, go for it, yeah. Okay. Martinez. Yeah. Emmy. Right. Okay. And I've gone for James Justin at right back, yep. Connor Cody, Michael Keane and Andy Robertson as my back four. Then I've got Hoiberg, Fernandez, and Grealish. People say, well, where's De Bruyne? But yeah, De Bruyne's doing his thing. But for me, this, <laughs> these, these people, are, I, I want, because they're a bit more now, you know, get me? <laughs> and then up front, I've got Kane, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, and Son. Manager, Jurgen Klopp. I would be happy with that team. You know, of course there's people that's missed out, you know, like Jared Bowen. You know what? People like Jared Bowen should get a mention for nows and the way they're playing. Danny Ings, Prowse and all that. Vestergaard. Yeah. Somebody who I'd love to have played against, but you watch him, man, for the size of him, can play football. You know, you've got the, the, you've got the Sadio Mane's and, and, and Salas and Genie Wijnaldum who've been playing brilliantly and all that sort of stuff. Calvin, Calvin Phillips, Patrick Bamford. But for me, that team, even Saka, you know, Saka yeah. in a decent Arsenal side is probably in and around it. But for me, that team, those guys have really made an impression on their teams this season. Who have you got in there from Liverpool? Has you got anyone in there from Liverpool? No, who I've got from Liverpool is Robertson. Robertson. I've only got Robertson mm. and manager Klopp. And Klopp, yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, you, you, can, you feel, can you feel me? Yeah, There's no, been some injuries. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I'd have Fabinho at centre-back. You'd have Fabinho? That guy's so good at the tiny stuff. 
And I always think about how we know that the tiny stuff now is what I'm talking about. It's so important. Just, I just think about that Monaco team, the Monaco team with that Mbappe and Falcao and it had Fabinho and it had Bakayoko. Mm. And Bakayoko goes to Chelsea and it doesn't really work out. Mm. And there were loads of, there was like two or three moments where Bakayoko just looked a bit confused in Chelsea's mm. midfield. Yeah. And you were watching that and you saw Fabinho get to Liverpool and you went, oh, oh you're confused man. because at Monaco, Fabinho was telling you some of the tiny stuff and was like helping you get through all the tiny little details. And you can see it now because it's all behind closed doors. Fabinho is the guy just going closer, touch it's tight. The brain, yeah. the right. behind it Man all. on. Yeah. That game mm. of Reese Williams. Thiago Silva, Kurt Zuma business. I did not see Thiago Silva being this good. No, did I. This, in 2020, he, he right? I, did, team, I thought it'd be okay, maybe play one game a week, but like, but this is good? He is so good. But then, it's, it, you've got to say, Kante. I Kante's yeah. got to have, Kante has got to have helped. Say, I know he moved him. Yeah. Kante's got to have helped. If you're Thiago Silva and he says, yeah, but I need protection. Who have you got? Kante? I'm coming. Mm. I'm coming at 35, 36. I'm coming because you, you know you're going to be like protected. That. Yeah. You know, Reese James. Reese James and with Thiago Silva. It's got to be doing something. Mm. Who did you put up front again, Ian? I put Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Son yeah. and Kane. Yeah, what about Jamie Vardy? You're not even interested in... You know, the thing is, it's not that I'm not interested in him, but you know what, with Jamie Vardy, um, he's doing what Jamie Vardy does. Mm. And if we're going to talk about these three, then I think that the emergence of Dominic Calvert-Lewin has to be, it has to be up there. It has to be lauded simply because of the, there was a time not too long ago where people were saying, yeah, but he's just not good enough at this level. He's not going to score the goals. He's not. And I remember saying to somebody, I said, I watch him. And he does all the things that a striker does. Near post, far mm-hmm. post, link the play. Unbelievable in the air. It's like he's got a, tr- a mini trampette in his boots, <laughs> right? If, he wins his own flick-ons. Yep. And you think, so when I watched him, you think to yourself, if, if, he, if he could have had goals to his game, then we're talking about elite. And I think that, remember the times when they were talking continually about Romelu Lukaku? Oh, they haven't replaced him. Oh, they need to replace him. All that time, they were playing him. To the point where people say he doesn't score, and Everton won't score. Now he's scoring. You look at it, you think to yourself, he is, he is, he is the archetypical centre forward now. He yeah. scores goals. And look at his goals. Scrappy in the box, bam, get in there. You know, even a goal against Arsenal, he's in there, gets the luck. And you know, he said you want to turn him into Inzaghi? Inzaghi, mm. the, the one and Inzaghi, touch. Yeah, one touch. It was all about one touch, That's- two touch. And to, to, to answer though, Jeanette, with Vardy, is that we know what he's going to do. It's like what he came on. He only needed five minutes against Arsenal to come on and do what he does. And he does that all the time with no complaints. Never see him turn around and throwing his arms up in the, in the air and say, why didn't you lay me in? Mm-hmm. Works tirelessly for the team. But we know that he does that. And I think that the way Kane's played, the way he's dropped off and he's showing this number 10, nine and a half business, and then Son is just... Son is electric for me. Fire, I think man. that, of course, Vardy could be in there, but then you have to make a choice, Jeanette. God. You have to make a choice. Would you keep that front three, Carl? I would. I really yeah. would. I mean, I, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Yeah, he was, yeah. He was so, so I, before, during lockdown, I had a look at all the possible strikers that could go to the Euros. So, mm. I mean, okay, Harry Kane stats, Danny Ng stats. Rashford stats, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, it's all good. Tammy Abraham's got like a favourite spot. I'm like, that's interesting. 
And then um, I looked at Dominic Calvert-Lewin's ones and I went, hang on. <laughs> and he had, he had like 12 goals on 13 XGO. And this guy's surgical. Mm. And uh, he didn't score during Project Restart. But I remember before the start of the season, I went, this guy was doing really good before the lockdown. And if he starts the season well, mm-hmm. it's a wrap. And I, I remember yeah. tweeting it out and whatnot. Um, and he's probably going to score 20 goals this season. And yeah. he's just, yeah, and, rem- and and the thing is as well, you got you got to look before I ask because you're gonna have to write down your team for me. Um, but the thing is, is is that now that he's got the, the taste, it's like mm-hmm. watching Andy Cole go from Bristol City when people used to say the same thing. Yeah, he won't score enough goals. Yeah, he looks nice and this and that. He won't score enough goals. When he went to Bristol City and scored, went to Newcastle, and then Beardsley just told him, "I'm gonna make you score goals." But once Andy Cole got the, the taste for goals, didn't stop scoring. I think that Dominic Calvert-Lewin, as long as they continue to have those players behind him, they're very solid at the back now, Everton, mm-hmm. even though I think Yerimina and, and Michael Keane can still be ex- exploited. But with Allen and Decore there, that's fine. But if they can have James, Richarlison, and even Gomez get back to that form what he had before he had that injury, he will continue to score goals because now what's going to happen is is that the manager will say, we need to get the ball in here because this mm-hmm. guy scores goals. He's turned into that guy. They're going to cater for him. It's I amazing when that happens. Go on. From the other side of Liverpool, mm-hmm. um, Curtis Jones. Yeah, but now I'm talking about somebody who along the way now, you've seen, look, I was saying the other day, I don't know where I said it, maybe um, the Premier League, that he's, the way they've nurtured him through for him to be there now, and when you watch him, in, watch him against Spurs the other day, even to the point when he started in the FA Cup against Shrewsbury, scored and done brilliantly, scored great goals then. And the way they've nurtured him up to this point, and I'm watching him doing backheel flicks and doing stuff, passing simply, taking his opportunity to get in the box, shooting when he had the opportunity. He just looks like a complete player already. Mm-hmm. You could look at him and you think to yourself, well, really, yes, is going to come back in. Can Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain shift him now with the way he plays? You look at him and you think, yeah, he's the future and he's probably going to be there for many years. He's absolutely fantastic. Like, 19. Like he's fantastic. 19. Unbelievable. 19. Imagine if he goes to the Euros. <gasps> you know, the thing about it is, is that, again, he could go to the Euros because I'm not saying he's Jack Grealish, but he can play in that role where he's in advance of the midfield, playing in that hole. And he can not only see a pass, but he'll get into the box mm-hmm. and, try and, and score. But he, he's got everything. Mm. He could be easily a surprise addition. Team of the season, I'm thinking in my head, right, okay, actual squad. And now mm. it will take me about half a day to do that. So that is pressure. I'm not going to no. bow down to that no, pressure but, but, about who might be the best 11 are so far. No way. No, 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 no. But like you like Vardy. You probably have Vardy. Yeah, I probably would. That's fine. I'd and mix then, up yours a bit. You know, can I just say about Martinez? He's just, honestly, oh, I just, I, yeah. I, I can't even talk about it. Like, because that is somebody who said, right, okay, cool. I'm not going to get the number one spot here. I'm out. And go then on. you go and do one, what you're doing. Yeah. Like, it's just, that just goes to, sh- that's heart for me. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's like, I want to play. Give me the chance. And now he's got it. Look. You know the thing with that as well, Jeanette? Because I'm going to, Carl, I'm going to ask you for your team, man. You got to give me, I need to get, I need to get your team as well. But the thing with, Amy, I always look at players like that, what, 26, 27, and he's just said, I'm leaving. Mm. I'm leaving. Yep. Um, it's about me. And I admire that 
because I think that even though towards the end I went to Burnley, went to Scotland because it was a great, great like um, experience to go to Scotland. But at that stage of my career, when I was in the meat and bones of my career, I don't think I would have had that in me to say I'm leaving. I wouldn't have done it. So you have to admire that. And now look at him. He's he's one of the best goalkeepers in the Premier League. So good. He's one of the best goalkeepers in the Premier League. And, you know, you're praying to God that, you know, when you listen to Bernd Leno, who, you know, he doesn't let us down. He doesn't really let us down. But when you look at the emergence of Emmy Martinez and what he could have done, you could have easily seen him being at Arsenal for another 10 10 years, easily. Easily, he's the number one. So we were very fortunate in that. And I thought that in the end, the money we got for him, you have to take. But he's worth a lot more than that now. Jesus Christ. Uh, I wish, I wish listeners could see some of the faces you two are pulling right now. Because <laughs> you're both really happy for Emmy, but also when you finish speaking, both of your faces are just like, oh, <laughs> pondering like what could have been, you know. So it is what it is. Can you play defensive midfield, <laughs> Carl? What's your? T- can we go to Carl's team? Did you have anything in mind? Because I know you and Musa and and, and Ryan like have got that kind of that kind of like memory and yeah. I remember, yeah, back in 1912. Yeah, <laughs> you weren't even born. That man knows so much, bro. So the history is crazy. Honestly, it's so intimidating. So I know that Carl would have seen stuff. What are you thinking in respect of your individual team of the year? Because like, you know, I, I, like all of these teams, the guys that I've picked, they're all, their teams are doing pretty well. My guy for goalkeeper is, and it feels weird because he's just conceded seven, but it's Guyatta for Crystal Palace he's so such sorry. a good goalkeeper no, yeah but can we just, just just quickly so we can give Liverpool some love here yeah it was you know what that was that was like watching a surgeon doing his best work doing his best surgeon. work and I'm talking about in respects of that last third and just literally literally stripping them guys they they, they, they didn't do too much wrong but got punished just got punished by just when you're playing against the best Carl, I, I like that. I love that, Guaita. I love that. Liverpool scored, what, three goals on three shots and you're going, oh, that's, that's scary be- hours. Mm-hmm. Also, <laughs> shouts to Sadio Mane for um, keeping his promise to Liverpool fans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the celebration. And, uh, doing a celebration oh, yeah. for his granddad. Mm. I know things, are, things can be quite sad and scary right now, but Mane doing that it proper. It was like, massive. Was massive. Was Mane's yeah. one of the good ones. Beautiful. For sure. um, so I've got Guiata in goal. Uh, left back's an interesting one. I'll probably have to go Robertson. Um, centre back. I'm gonna go for Fofana or oh, Leicester. I love that. Mm. I, I, you, yeah. that. I don't understand how Leicester. No one saw that coming, bro. No <laughs> one saw that coming. Mm-hmm. And he just blasted him in. Brendan Rodgers blasted him in. Go, go on, go do your thing. <laughs> go do it. Go on in. Yep. I've heard that oh, apparently when Brendan Rodgers came in at Leicester, he had conversations with the training. Like he sort of went, okay, do, do like some of the training sessions you used to do on the Claude Puel. And he went, it's too slow. I need you to do everything like 10 to 15% faster and with more intensity. And he's all about everything. You like, do it once. And once you master your skill, do it quicker with more intensity. And this is the idea wow. of complete masteries when you're able to do everything at top speed. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'm forever stunned by how much other managers rate Brendan Rodgers and how yeah. many times Brendan Rodgers will be doing something and then like, 
like Pochettino on Monday Night Football and then Brendan and he talked to Brendan Rodgers and just like how happy Pochettino was to talk to Brendan Rodgers like, wait you talk boys like that yeah <laughs> um, they, they all love him. him they respect him yeah true yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. he's got that yeah I'll go for Fana I'll go for Binho, as I talked about how much I like mm-hmm. Fabinho before right, right back yeah. it might be Serge Aurier like I am, wow! I have That's had really been pulled. He was just going about his business, man. I He's been pulled some, in. I've had my question marks about Serge Aurier for a long, long, long time, and uh, he can be over eager and he can be reckless. Is he can the be word very reckless? For. If you watch the Amazon documentary, there's the bit where Mourinho says, "Your defending scares me." Yeah, look what he did to Fofana. Yeah, yeah, but the thing is, man, already I'm thinking I can't wait to play against this back four. <laughs> Just because I'm, I'm, my t- I'm can't, I'm got my team up against this back four. I love this. I love what you're doing. I love what you're doing. Aurier's been, he's been, he's been good for a lot of sections. He's reined it in. And Mourinho, the fact that Mourinho's managed to get someone like Aurier to buy into his method and go, yeah. "This is what you're going to do. You're going to calm it down," and mm-hmm. it's nearly always worked. Yeah, that impresses me. Um, when having Golo Kante. Because how can you not? And he's in the right position now, isn't it? Yeah. I, I just feel yeah. like that just makes more sense now. Um, I'm gonna have James Ward Prowse. Yes, man. Of him as, like my, yeah. as, like number, as the number six box the box because yeah. free kicks, corner kicks. That guy can play three, maybe four. Can he, games, can he play six? Games. Can he play a number six as well? Can he do that holding role? Yeah, yeah. So in 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 the Southampton system, they're both yeah. number sixes. Mm. Well, they, Two sort of number eight responsibilities, and he's great. Uh, can we shout out Romeo as well, just because. Can we give him a shout out? I should give him a shout out, Romeo. Southampton's got to get some love, man. Man's, I like him. He never shot the ball last season, and then I saw his first goal this season, and he's like pinged it outside the box. I remember I was it was like the early kickoff, so I had like a bowl of cereal, and I'm watching this on BT Sport, and he's just like done it from 25 yards out, and I was like. What? what? <laughs> yeah. You can do that. <laughs> you know when a, you know when a football player just scores it like does an outside the box goal and you went, who told you how to do that? Wait, since when? Who told you? So I went, well, I went to your scored a headed goal, going, oh yeah, you can do those. You know what? Him scoring that one against Man United, I know it was close enough. He scored it with his header, and it was weird to watch because he doesn't do that. Wait, what? Scored a header? That was strange. You're not. Who talk? Yeah. So, Ward Prowse, uh, I got yeah. Jack Grealish in there because he's a jugador. He's a jugador, man. He is. Son. If you have Son, can you not have Kane? Okay. Do you All have right. to have Kane? I did, mean, do they come together? Yeah, because yeah, they come together. I'll put them together. And my third choice, Patrick Bamford. Patrick Bamford? Wow. Okay. okay. Yeah, I want to give Patrick Bamford stuff because people were saying Bamford wasn't a Premier League striker. He was that yeah. sort of too good for the championship, yeah. not good enough for the Premier League. Yeah. And I just like that Leeds team. I just like everything about Bielsa and how Bielsa's approach is. I don't need superstars to solve problems. I can just mm. teach people next to me how to solve yeah. problems and empower them to do stuff. And when you look at how Bamford sort of ricocheted throughout all these teams yeah. and people yeah. saying he's, he's too lightweight and he's too this and he's too ni- nice and he's all this. And the fact that he is leading the line for Leeds United and is scoring goals. And yeah, Leeds are... Yeah, they lost six two. <laughs> can I can but I just quick? That's nice. <laughs> can I just say quickly on that because I've just got a, with Ole and what Ole done to Leeds the other day. Because you know, with Leeds, Leeds, honestly, I have to give these vibes are great, man. People kind of like got my 
saying that Oli's playing off of vibes. They got it mixed up, man. They got it mixed up. No, no, wait, wait, Ian. You can't go back on that. Don't go back on that. You said that with your chest. I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back now because I've got like, my chest is wheezing. I've got a wheezing chest now. Do you know Watching what Ole, because they, they played right into his hands and I'm not going to go hard long on this. I just want to say, when I watched the game, I thought, yeah, Ole, I see what you're doing, man. Because Leeds want to mark everybody man to man. Did you see the movement? Martial, Fernandez, leaving space for people like McTominay to come through and score like that. The, the, the movement, because when they're out, of the, when they haven't got the ball, they mark a man. And then, Man United just made them just some of the times I saw Calvin Phillips down in left back spot, right mm-hmm. back, spot, leaving the whole of the middle open for people to go and do their stuff. You're seeing like Ailing having to come all the way into midfield with Marsh. I said, Rascal, Ollie, you're <laughs> kidding me, bro. Man's vibes are wicked. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I was, when I was watching, I said, Jesus Christ. I, I, I'm going to blame, I blame it on Roscoe. I'm blaming it on manager. <laughs> because that's what happens. I'm like like Ron Burgundy. Me and Rocco were talking and we, the, the word vibes, the word vibes came into it. Man, man's just like, they're coaching on vibes and it's stayed in my head. Oh, God. But like, no, that, that was for me a kind of a masterclass and you could see our leads. They were literally like, what's going on? How come we continue to concede because they're, they're, they're man marking. Mm-hmm. People are taking them out of the game. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Carl, who's your, who's your manager then, Carl? Who's your manager, Carl? That's a good question. I would probably give it to my man, Ralph. Yes, Ralph. Yeah. Again, another manager who just wants to make players better. He's not about, he, he uses the word fantasy players for anyone over 15 million. He's like, no, I, I will much rather use academy players and use whatnot. Their game against Manchester City what was really interesting was, yeah, City got the win. But basically from the hour mark, he brings on academy player, Nathan Teller, who mm. you know, spent some time at Arsenal, then he brings on another academy player, Dan Dulu, and you're going, oh, you're, you're going to go toe-to-toe with Pep Guardiola and Manchester City's machine with two people you've brought through your own academy and you're teaching mm. them the like, fundamentals of this is how you become a top-level football player. Mm. And I trust you to play against Man City. I'm like, that's... Wow, that's big. That's what you want. That's, that's what you want your football manager to do, right? It's not... Yeah. You want your football manager yeah. to go, oh, I need an extra 30 million in January. It's like, no, yeah. I've got this. Let me bring this youth man in yeah. and bring him into a team that's confident. And this is what people are, are forgetting as well. When, you bring in, when you're bringing young players through, and obviously this is, we spoke about Curtis Jones, when you bring them through and they're seeing unbelievable stuff, they know that they've got to go to a certain level. Mm-hmm. But when the manager then picks them, they know that they're, they're kind of in and around that level. Then it's mm-hmm. up to them to go on there. And this is what I'm saying about what, what we're doing at the minute Arsenal. I want to turn it back into Arsenal, but play with confidence. Yeah. Play with the, play with the, the vigor and the gust of why the manager picked you. Don't go on there and then turn into the person that's going to pass backwards all the time. Don't be that guy. Don't be that Ross Clark guy. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by the Volvo XC90 Recharge Plug-in Hybrid. The Volvo XC90 Recharge Plug-in Hybrid is designed for the ultimate safety test, climate change. While driving in pure mode produces zero tailpipe emissions outside, its available advanced air cleaner helps optimize the air inside. The car you trust to protect your family now helps protect their future. The Volvo XC90 Recharge Plug-In Hybrid. 
for everyone's safety. Learn more at volvocars.com slash US. So, Jeanette, WSL, talk to me, man. I watched some games. Can I just say before we get into it? Yeah. Leah, like, Leah Gorton's first left foot goal was one of the hardest, most beautiful left foot strikes I've seen for a long time, man. She is Jesus. something else. Like, you know what? Think about Manchester United, yeah? As a club, and mm. Carl, you can, you, can, you can correct me if I'm wrong, they got so much stick for mm. taking ages to put mm. together their women's team. Yeah. But they've done it. And the way they are doing done it, it properly, they've done it properly. So like you have to rate it. They, they came into the game and said, okay, cool. We're going to come in because you lot are moaning, but mm-hmm. we're going to come in and we're going to show you. And Casey Stoney, like mm-hmm. when we talk about flowers, she let, give her, give her the, give her the whole shot. Give mm-hmm. her every single flowers that are available right now. Like, because she, is something else. And what she's been able to do with that team is unreal. Leah Gorton, listen, on the weekend, yeah. I was watching it on, um, on the FA player because I, I was at the Arsenal game. Mm. But like, just to see the way she moves and yeah. the way she's able to finish, I rate it so, so, so highly. Yes. And like, listen, United are in with a shout for, for the title. Without a doubt. Like, you know what's good about it though, Jeanette, you, you mentioned that, the Man United, and what's got, and the thing is why you can never, ever not respect how Man United go about their business because for Man United, you know, listening to, uh, what is it, Repino, when she was saying about, yeah, for a club like Man United, da, da, da. and I love the way Casey Stone just, just, just put it, just, she just like shut it down. She said, yeah, but I, we know that when we're coming, we're going to come mm-hmm. correct. So what we're going to do, we're going to just throw out a team there so that Man United can get beaten 10s and 11 nils and people talking about Man United like, oh my God, look at Man United. They, when we come, you'll know we're there. Mm-hmm. And like, we're looking at them now, top of the league again. They're here. And to, the, the thing with them is, with her at the Elm, they're kind of here to stay. They're kind of here to stay because you look at their players, they're all so intense. They're so ready. Tobin. You know what I mean? Honestly, Tobin. Listen. Right chemistry so quickly, right? It's yes. the, that first squad in the championship, mostly championship players, a couple from the bottom half of the Super League. And you're like, okay, that, that's how you build a team to get promoted pretty quick. You've mm-hmm. got the right mm-hmm. element of like youth and experience. You do that. And, you know, the way they, every single transfer went, just build and build yes. and mm-hmm. build. Yes. Just like Casey Stoney has, I mean, she's been there and done that. She's got the hard drive. Like she knows exactly what type of squad you need to win a title. Yeah. You need, yeah. you know, high exper- experience veterans. You need very talented young people and you need everyone to basically buy in and players to basically put aside their egos for the greater good. And she knows mm-hmm. how to do that. And she knows yeah. what sort of players you need to do that. And I mean, they haven't missed their transfer window yet. No. And it's just the case now of, I mean, it's the thing that, that might stop them is squad depth. Cause then I'm not sure if they've got enough bodies. Enough. Mm. Yeah. And that's the only thing. So like, we have to see how this, the, the season kind of plays out, but with on, on Tobin Heath, right. Mm. It's interesting. Like the, the, the conversation around the WSL at the moment is the fact that there are so many international foreign players coming into the league, but then mm. only staying for a little bit and then bouncing. Yeah. But like, she looks like somebody who's here, like she's like, right, I'm here now. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm here be, to yeah. stay. Like, like it's not, you would have seen like Alex Morgan. She's been exactly. here for a few months and, you know, certain people aren't actually happy about that. Do you know? Yeah, I was going to ask you about that though, Jeanette, yeah, because but- when you look at it, like it, it does seem like it's one of those, I think from Tottenham's point of view, um, I feel it was, it was, it was another kind of like play 
for their global identity to get mm. a player of her caliber coming over. And I thought it was very good. And of course, from a footballing point of view, it's not worked out for her. Mm. But you know, I mean, she, she has had a, she's just had a baby. She's not she's long had a baby. Had a baby. Literally, Literally just, just had, had a baby. baby. <laughs> but the thing about it is, is that, you know, I, I think that it was a great signing, but for me, people got to understand, and I'm not saying it's because of, you know, she's moved across from her country. She's here now. She's got a baby. This and that. But what happens when I've, I've, I just need to know, Jeanette, from a woman's point of view, because we're now in this place. We have to ask about this because mm. it's something that happens when a lady, when you've had a baby coming back from that. And I'm not saying that this is the reason for whatever reason, but obviously as a man, we can't even get into the sphere of thinking about our bodies and how we have to recover. Then you have to look at, is, that will have had a major effect on what's going on. Physically and mentally. I've got two kids, yeah. And there is no way on God's green earth that I would have come back to any type of elite sport after having my children. And that's just me. So when I look at women that are able to do that, I'm like, you're actually a machine. And for <laughs> any man that has been in the labor room when your woman is giving birth oh, and God, you walk out there, you walk out there a changed man. You're yeah. like, what have, I, what have I just seen? No, but can I tell you just quickly what happened to me in there, Jeanette? Let me tell you, because Nancy, she's having, she's having Roxanne and we'd done the stuff where we was doing the, listening to the music and she was going through that, she's going through that bit, Carl, I'm sure you'll realise, you'll get it one day where it was starting to get intense and Mr. Full Fool, Mr. Me, say, do you, do you want to hear, um, should, should we put the music on? Listen, man, that turned around and looked at me like the woman in the fucking exorcist, man. She said, shut up! Shut your effing mouth! Man, I swear to God, right? You're trying, you were trying. I was trying because you're useless in there. Any man will tell you you're useless in there, so you think that you're saying something like that and it's going to help. But she said that, and I literally, you know what? I felt like I was nine years old. The tears just started to come down, come down my face. And you realise, and this is what I'm saying right. with the women, you what see, they're going you through. You see that? You see that? Like, you know, shout out Rich Free too. When I was pregnant and I was literally about to have my first child, he said to my husband, bruv, when you go in there, don't be a liability, be an asset. That was the <laughs> lit, that's, that's what he said to him. <laughs> don't be a liability, be an asset. And that stuck with me for so long because I like, listen to what you just said. Yeah. Listen to what you just said. But, you know, back to the subject of like being, for Alex Morgan, being able to do what she did and then come over, like, we all get it. It was a big marketing thing mm, for Spurs. Mm -hmm. Like, let's be honest, because coming back after three months after having a kid, being able to train at a certain level, the body's moving mad, like things have been moved around. It's always going to be really, really tough. So sometimes I felt like there was a little bit too much pressure on her as a person to mm. kind of come out there and perform to the level that we expected her to. Mm. And that, that wasn't fair. That was not Especially fair. During COVID as well. During yes. like the, the whole the whole thing was crazy. It's just you got to bear in mind during COVID because of social distancing, less yeah. time to train properly, less time mm. to do recovery stuff. You're not really you know able to get like massage. Climatizing new country, crying baby. I wouldn't be surprised if she just if if Alex Morgan went. It's COVID, right? Yeah. What's happening on the fly routes right now? What's happening with not? I need to get home with my extended back. family yes. my right now, and I might yeah, come back absolutely. later on. And which is yeah. totally understandable. Which is totally fair. But then what is good though, I guess, like, and we speak about this, the fact that all of these players are coming over, we can see actually it is, I think it's the best women's league in the world at the moment. Mm -hmm. Like I, what we see in terms of the quality, what we see in terms of the investment that's going into it. And like, you know, I know you do loads, 
with um, the WSL and stuff. And even just speaking to the players, like we went and we went and spoke to Jill Hrod, didn't we, a few weeks ago? And wasn't she great talking about her relationship with Vivian Miedemar? And yes. you see that there's there's a there's an energy that's running through the clubs on a global level, like that yeah. is actually it's creating a good product. And that for me is key because when I was doing the um, the highlight show the other day with Leanne Sanderson, she's been in the States for 10 years. Yeah. And that's off the back of her playing out. Leanne's there. had some clubs, man. She's been at clubs. Yes. Like, and it's like, when you speak to Leanne and you speak to her about the way a lot of the English girls went to the States and they, you know, moved around loads, mm. Alex Scott, Anita Asante, and Luco. But now... I can't forget Kelly Smith and what she's done pioneering all this stuff. And leagues and closing down leagues. She had to come back. All yeah. those girls. Like, and it's like, they then come back and that generation's now you know, moved on. Mm. But this, this new cohort of girls, forget it, they're on it. And they, and they understand the value in the WSL at the moment. Mm. So it's good to see. It's really good to I see. I tell you what, Jeanette, with, with um, whatever happens, I think with Alex Morgan, I think there's more than enough reasons for her to say, you know what, from a footballing point of view, of course it didn't work out for her, but I think that training with her and being around her, that maybe the Tottenham, the Tottenham ladies would have, would have got something. Mm-hmm. would have got something because I think that they for Alex Morgan it's the circumstances are very much different yeah she'll probably be thinking maybe I've got some unfinished business so maybe we never know she may come back in a maybe a year's time or two you don't know but I have to say I, I don't blame her one bit but d- depending on her legacy especially because she's done the teacup finger business with us and <laughs> you know you know, with the teacup, which was I thought was was pretty cool. I thought at the time, I thought, yeah, man, you've got that. Give That's us a good that. celebration, great celebration. Um, the thing with it is, is that you're just hoping that because you know how small minded some like the football foul. Now we let's say, yeah, yeah, but when you came over here, you couldn't cut it. I don't want that to happen <laughs> yeah. for her. I don't want that to happen yeah. for her. But you know what? I got just quickly on Arsenal and Everton. Watching Everton, I'm worried for Everton mm. um, because of the way they played and how easily Arsenal dismantled them and. Again, because I watched the game and you cannot help but watch it with um, a, a critical eye. I watch all football with a critical eye until you see something good. You think, oh, that was brilliant. But then you say, why is it wrong? The, 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 the space and time that they're giving, like Everton are, are giving Arsenal, for me, those are the things that if I'm coaching and coaching the teams that are not so, that are not the, the Man Cities, the Chelsea's, the, um, the Arsenal's, the top end, you know, when, when They've got to be tighter. Yeah, they've got to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it can't, they, some of the times they're making it too easy. They've got to be tighter. And for me, I would be working with these girls on getting tighter and making it harder for people to get shots off and stuff like that. That's Listen. the one. That's the first thing you notice with them. They, they're not getting close enough. They're not working hard enough to get close. And Arsenal did that to Everton on the weekend without Miedemar. Miedemar's on the bench. Mm, like So mm. when you've got your star player that's not even on the pitch and you're able to do that to a team, like you have really got to look at yourself and think, okay, yeah. what's going on? Jordan Nobbs, the first four minutes it took them to score. Four yes. minutes, like that's how open, wide open. That's the Everton thing is, it's work. like the defenders like Finnegan, yeah. Egarula. I think them, 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 they're good. They're good defenders, but it seems like when things happen quick on them, it's just like they're almost stuck. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're not moving. They're not reacting. And like when you've got a team that as fluent as the top teams are, and fluent, and like you mentioned, like for me, Jill Rod, man, mm. just love Jill Rod. I love her. Yeah, she's so good. Right? She's <laughs> so good, and she's so she's so smooth. Um, teams like that, and, and Beth Mead mm-hmm. and Jordan Nobbs, they mm-hmm. literally. You know, it was like it was like watching Man City in their pomp playing against a team that was lower end. 
just literally, it was just, I don't like when it looks that easy. I don't like that. And, and, and I'm not saying it looks easy because, oh, they can't play. They can play, mm-hmm. but they've got to do, they've got to be doing a lot more defensively, mm-hmm. a lot more defensive work than what I saw. Definitely. And I need to give flowers though. These are my final flowers. flowers of the pod for Jen BT. Like she scored yes. on the weekend. Oh my God, I was so oh happy. I'm so happy for a beautiful head. Just, just, yeah. She's just so lovely. And like, if you don't know, like she's just, mm. she's, she's in a battle with cancer at the minute, which yes. is just crazy. Yeah. And she's out there playing and it's just like, wow. And you could see how much it meant to her and the team. And the team when she uh, scored. They celebrate. I was, we spoke to her after the game. And she's just like, the support overwhelms her. Like, she's speaking and she's welling up. Yeah, and, yeah. it's I'm an like, amazing interview. I'm like, emotionally, how are you even managing to do yeah. that? Like, that is that is some next level resolve. Because, some next level business. Oh, man. man. And, and, and like you say, you see, again, you know, what Jen Beatty's going through and, and has gone through up to this point, again, you have to, it has to be recognised. It has to be recognized because it's the kind of thing that this is what normal people go through on a daily basis. You've got footballers going, everybody goes through it mm-hmm. and they're dealing with their mile and a half of pipe, which I like to say from my Shawshank Redemption analogy. Mm-hmm. That's what she's doing. We don't even know where she is. Is she at the end of it now? But to see her score the goal and when she scored it, something just makes you just feel good inside. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because everybody, when, when you get the news that these, these things are happening, you're cancer and that, everybody f- would like to think that they would say, you know, I'm going to fight this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to come back and that. But saying that and doing it is two different things. And that is why, Jeanette, you're right to give her flowers. You're going to give her a bunch of flowers. Mm. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's, it's, it's a beautiful, it's, you know what? It's a nice way to kind of like say, you know what? Let's let let's leave it there. Yeah. Yeah. Let's leave it there with Jen Beatty. Jen Beatty, God bless you. Yeah, flowers. Absolutely. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Thanks to everyone. Guys. See you soon. Definitely. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much for listening to Right's House on Ringer FC. Uh, thank you very much to Jeanette Kwashi. I love you, Jeanette. Um, and Carl Anker from The Athletic. Um, so smooth, so cool. And if you celebrate, Merry Christmas. I, I just love Christmas. And can I just say something, just leave you with something? It's been a terrible year. You know what? It's been a shit year. But we've survived 100% of the worst days of this year. And we're still here. So 2021, we're coming to get you, man. Coming to get you. <laughs>